You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode three of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, it's a bit warm, isn't it? Oh, gosh, yeah. It's suddenly, suddenly hit us again, hasn't it? A couple of weeks it has where a it bit. Hasn't, been, hasn't been quite like this, but yeah, this morning and today has been, yeah, stifling again. <laughs> It has been a bit. It's it's too hot to play football. I think it's I'd probably too hot to play cricket. To be fair, probably too too hot to watch both of those things as well. Right? Yes, I think the only thing I really want to do is lounge by a pool. Yeah, but, that sounds um, good. <laughs> I think that the the listeners of the Tool Station Western League podcast don't want to be left with that image in their mind. Probably not. So I think we'll move we'll move swiftly on. <laughs> On this week's podcast, we bring you a mixture of Western League football and also the FA Cup, because believe it or not, it has kicked off already. Um, We bring you interviews with Buckland Athletics' Dan Hart and Titherington Rock's Jake Edwards. Uh, We will, well, we were going to kick off with the FA Cup. We're actually going to kick off in the First Division. We're going to kick off in the First Division because we had a little bit of Friday night football, didn't we, Tom? Shire Hampton against Nowsey and Tickenham. Of course, two new boys to the Tool Station Western League. And Nowsey and Tickenham have continued their incredible start to Western League life in awesome style. Absolutely. They're the only, only team with nine points from nine so far in the first division. Um, yeah, and they well they took, stole the march on the, on the rest of their sides uh, this week, winning on Friday night. As you say, a 2-0 victory for them uh, away at Shire Hampton. Uh, Callum Dunn, uh, maintaining his 100% hit rate so far this year, he scored in all three of their wins. So uh, a good start to the season for, for Callum. Uh, and James Seeley also uh, on the score sheet for the, the away side. And they've uh, yet to concede as well. So, uh, yeah, near, near perfect start to there for them so far this year. Excellent stuff. Now, we will move on to the games played on Saturday, the 6th of August, but we, we should really give the FA Cup um, its proper prominence. And um, we'll kick off with the FA Cup extra preliminary round, which featured so many of our sides. Now, Tom, I don't know about you, but um, I have to come to terms every season with the likelihood that the Western League is not going to deliver up an FA Cup winner. It is a very challenging thought mm-hmm. for me. And I, I'm afraid that this uh, round of fixtures probably didn't do much to sort of challenge that preconception, did it? Because I don't think we did particularly well in the extra preliminary round. No, quite a lot of our sides, uh, yeah, knocked out, unfortunately. Well, at least quite a few of them as well got, got replays coming up midweek. So, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed they can they can progress from those. But there was a few a few chastening defeats, uh, I, I must say, yeah. A couple of heavy heavy home defeats for some of our, uh, some of our better sides as well, potentially. So... Oh, yeah, a bit worrying, but there were some standout uh, results and hopefully we're going to touch on those in a sec. We certainly are. We're going to touch on them now because we're going to kick off at Homer's Heath, Buckland Perfect. Athletic. Now, they took on a familiar face, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Exmouth Town, previously of this parish. They've now moved on to the Southern League, but it didn't do them any good, did it, Tom? <laughs> Not on Saturday, no. They were obviously runners-up in the Western League last year and, uh, yeah, they headed to Homer's Heath. Uh, and they did take the lead uh, really early on. Ben Steer, he's uh, he's still there, obviously uh, going good guns for them uh, last year, and he's uh, yeah scored scored for Exmouth in the opening couple of minutes down there on on Saturday. Uh, but Buckland, yeah, did really well to to come back in this game. Uh, Ryan Bush heading home just before the half hour mark to, to get them back on level terms, and then it was uh, Sam State who completed the turnaround uh, on the cusp of half time. So uh, they managed to hold out for for the entire second half. 
and uh, yeah, really, really promising result for, for Buckland to start their uh, start their uh, FA Cup. Uh, hopefully a, a long campaign for them in that. One of our teams hopefully could, could get a little run going. But yeah, Buckland, uh, 2-1 winners at home to Exmouth. Well, if anybody's going to get a run going, it is going to be Buckland. Buckland have got a fantastic pedigree in the cup competitions, particularly the FA Vars. Um, but they've got a new man at the helm this season. It's Dan Hart. We've not heard from Dan before. So I was delighted to get the opportunity to speak to him uh, so early in the podcast season and reflect upon that, that excellent victory. Uh, against Exmouth Town, a win against a familiar foe. So I started off by asking Dan whether he felt the fact that they knew they were taking on Exmouth helped them on the day. I think certainly it it helps. Um, Exmouth are a team that Buckland played against four times last season um, with varied success. Um, And for myself as well and our our coaching team, it's, it's a side that we're familiar with. Um, with players that we're familiar with so I think it always it helps the players to raise their level um, and they, certain, they certainly did that so yeah I think yeah, it gives, it gives an added flavour to the game um, and gives the players something to want to achieve and, and they went and did that fair play And were you good value for the 2-1 win? Uh, it was a really interesting one for me Ian because um, it's actually the first game I've, I've ever missed I think from a dugout. Um, I was away at my sister's wedding in Tunbridge Wells. So well, that's that's I'll a reasonable excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Constant updates um, over the phone throughout the game whilst I was trying to introduce speeches. So it was good fun. <laughs> um, were, you, were you were you giving the score updates at the same time as introducing the speeches? Yeah, very much, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was. I've watched the game back a couple of times now, um, and obviously I had good chats with some players and, and certainly the coaches after the game. Um, and I'd like to think that we had to weather a storm. We certainly had to weather a storm. Exmouth are a really streetwise team um, who know exactly how they go about their business and they always have done and, and they're physical and they're direct the way that they do that. Uh, and it was very much a game where we had to work that out and, and ride a little bit of our luck for 20, 25 minutes of the game. Um, but certainly in the second half from, from, the, from the footage that I've seen without kind of getting the same flavour of being there on the day. Um, we started to come into our own. We scored two goals towards the, towards the, start, the end of the first half, sorry, um, and showed some resilience in the second half, which is becoming a little bit of a pattern for us and something that I'm really pleased about. Unbeaten so far this season, that's been quite a start, hasn't it? It's been a good start, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's just so important for me and, and the team to keep the players grounded um, straight away and at, and at all times because... Uh, this is a club where expectations should be that that every game is, is certainly more than winnable and we should we should set up to do that um, but it's been really pleasing that the players have been able to take on some of the information we've given them um, after coming in you know I had a really good lead in time joining the club in back in April and um, it's been good to have you know we've got a full pre-season we've got our recruits in nice and early and, and I think that has paid dividends and I think some of the players that wanted an opportunity and certainly maybe didn't get that last year or were unfortunate in potentially having some injuries and things like that they've, they've really come to the fore in pre-season and but uh, and, you know started the season well and touch with it's, it's, a, it's a period of form we can continue because we've got some really tough games coming up um, I know that um, Buckland is a you know is an ambitious club so so what targets have been set for you and the boys this season um, well from a club perspective I think you know, they're incredibly patient you know they are they are a club that 
um, for me was so attractive and, and in terms of targets it's very much in our hands you know we we'd like to set ourselves a game at a time really you know maybe taking games in small chunks looking ahead at fixtures but we're training as often as we can um, and when it turns you know when we get players turning up to the games now it's been about switching that mentality to becoming extremely serious about every game um, as soon as they step out of the changing room to warm up and they come back in people have to have the right mindset and they're doing that um, so you know our target is to to be successful um, and I'm one of those people I'd like to think when I was a player and certainly now I've taken the step that I needed to into coaching that won't accept anything less than, than wins and I think if you do that and, and the players buy into that then you will do okay uh, you mentioned there that um, you, you were happy with the way um, that pre-season um, went. Um, do you think that's got a sort of a factor in how well you've been able to start this season? Yeah, I think so. It was certainly balanced. Um, you know, we took on three of our four games against high league opposition. You know, we were taught a bit of a lesson in one of them by Willand in, in the last 30 minutes, which exposed the fact that we probably weren't quite fit and sharp enough in, in the heat. Um, but, you know, we, we ran Torquay close and we beat Plymouth Parkway. Um, so I think the players showed there is ability there that that's never been questioned. I think last year, potentially, you know, I saw a large handful of games before I joined the club and potentially mentality and professionalism was the biggest thing. Um, and pre-season was a great time to iron that out and start to get that into the players. And they are showing the, the right signs that are taking that on board. I think we're learning to manage games better in the early part of this season. So that will stand us in good stead. Uh, but yeah, pre-season is a good platform, a good platform for us. It's obviously far too early to be sort of looking at league tables and all the rest of it. But I mean, do you have a feeling for who the top sides in the Western League are likely to be this season? Um, I, th- I think you can read into speculation and recruitment. Um, I know certainly, you know, we were taking on Soltash on Saturday, who are a team I used to play for and know well and know Shane and Danny very well. And I know that Shane is one of those people, as is Danny, that is a born winner. And I think that they'll certainly be a team that are looking to push on. Um, certainly a management team that are looking to push on and up through. Um, Mal's all the same and you know, I'm not so familiar with the likes of Bridgewater, Shepard Mallet, but what I, what I have learnt very, very quickly and from watching games and from playing in that league years gone by and things like that is that every game is, is really competitive um, and at non-league level, if you, can, if you can build a team that's compact um, and has a little bit of talent and some flair within it, and you can cause teams real problems. Um, and momentum is a huge part of that and I'm certainly um, not one of those people who, who will accept anything average and we'll be looking to be right amongst that pack for sure Well you have, you've got obviously Saltash coming up on, on Saturday and then after that it's Ilfra Coon and it's uh, Shepton Mallet followed by Kane Shaman Bridgewater I don't think the season's ever won in August um, Dan but I think it, it could possibly be lost in August Potentially yeah I think you know, it's interesting to look back at last season where I don't think Tavistock had the, the, the best of starts to the season um, and grew into it. And I think certainly, uh, you know, we're not, an, I wouldn't say a new team, but we're certainly playing in a new way. Um, and, and other teams are doing that as well. Um, but, but having so many fixtures in August, you know, the early start to the season, it, it's been so important to hit the ground running. And like you said, we've got some real tests coming up. We know that we've got some difficult trips as well in midweek to contest with, and it's all part of it. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to learn more about the players from a, from a playing perspective, but also their personalities, how willing they are to go above and beyond and to travel and to make the right sacrifices for us to be um, ever improving and be a part of that chasing back.
Um, now, this is going to be the last season before um, the new league structure comes into into being. Have you had an opportunity to sort of reflect on, on what that might mean for Buckland? Are you in favour of the merger between the Peninsula League and the, uh, and the Western League? Uh, I don't have too much of a strong opinion, if I'm, if I'm being brutally honest. I'm, I'm just focused on us. Um, I know that I'm at an ambitious club. I don't think I'd be there if, if they weren't as ambitious as, as myself. And our target is just to kick on and, and be the best club and best team that we can be, I think. And we're, we're really aligned in that. Um, I think geographically, coming from down, you know, down in the in the southern part of, the, of Devon, um, I think some of the Cornish clubs potentially have been held back geographically over the years. Um, so, you know, I'm in favour of some of those clubs certainly having the opportunity to progress and having a step five division. So, and because I think it will be a, a competitive one, much like the the old Southwestern League potentially. Um, and, and you know, if 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 it comes to be that we're part of that league, I'm sure it will be a really competitive one. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I can't um, can't deny that my my eyes are certainly set on being as successful as we possibly can be this season, and, and that's what really got my mind. Well, I look forward to catching up with you later in the season just to see how um, how successful you're being. But one last question, Dan, and I ask this to every manager the first time we speak on the podcast. Can you tell me a bit about your personal journey to the Buckland dugout? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, so, yeah, I played, yeah, you know, I've grown up playing in, in the Plymouth Academy and t- took up coaching very, very, very young. Um, did my level two and B licence before I was probably 22, 21. Um, and, and kind of leaving full-time football, I just had, a, had an urge to do it. I've always had an urge to do it. And I think I've I played in that way as well at, at Plymouth Parkway and Saltash and a couple other clubs. So um, I kind of jumped through COVID. I think the, the lockdown gave me a real chance to look at where I was, um, have a look at how I wanted to sustain my involvement in football um, and take it on. And, and I managed to secure a job in, in Step 6 down at Launceston in Cornwall. Um, and was relatively successful, I think, for for someone I was age, you know, I was 26 when I took that on, um, and certainly, you know, I felt and still feel like I could definitely play it uh, at a really decent standard of football. But um, you know, I've, I've made that sacrifice as such to to give my all to coaching and to management, and um, yeah, it, it was a really good first season, um, certainly, and you know, I've managed to to gain a real opportunity at a top club in Buckland, and. Um, yeah, for me, I'm just I'm loving every minute of it. I want to I want to keep being successful, and I'm really driven. Feel really young and energetic, and um, you know I'm excited about the future. And my thanks to Dan for his time. Now moving on to Clevedon Town, and um, well, with a name like Chalfont St Peter, you mm-hmm. you would have thought that this side would have been better off taking on the the bishops of Lydiard or the bishops of Sutton, but they weren't. Um, they were taking on Clevedon Town, and that perhaps they perhaps they wish they were because they came mm. off second best. Absolutely, yeah. The Seaside is knocking out uh, the Buckinghamshire outfit. Uh, a two-one win as well for, for Clevedon, similar to Buckland. Uh, and it was Alex Cam who set them on their way. Uh, he, uh, he he scored from the penalty spot. Uh, the visitors did then get back on level terms, um, but uh, yeah, fortunately for Clevedon, they they had a second. Uh, Second wind, and in the 89th minute, so it, was a, it was late drama down there, uh, but it was uh, Freddie King who slotted home uh, one minute from time, as I say, uh, avoiding a, a pretty a pretty long travel midweek for a replay as well. So I'm sure all round would have been uh, would have been over over the moon about that. Uh, but yeah, late winner for Clevedon, and they progressed to the next round. Excellent stuff there, and um, well, 
One of our favourite teams that we like to talk about on the podcast, the one that, of course, we perennially talk about as going under the radar. Well, they've gone above it again this week. Shepton Mallet, they were away to Liscard and um, they won in emphatic fashion, Tom. It did. And this was, yeah, probably one of the, the standout results for the, for the weekend, I would say. Uh, Shepton Mallet falling down uh, one goal early on to, to Liscard. Um, yeah, I think that was just the sixth minute, in fact, they went, they went behind down at Lux Park. Uh, and that was how it stayed for the entire the uh, the first half. So it was, uh, yeah, not not the best of uh, opening uh, halves for, for uh, Shepton, uh, but they really did turn it around after the break. Obviously, uh, a completely different story. In the second 45 minutes, uh, Aaron Sevier scoring a bit of a screamer uh, to to draw them back on level terms, uh, and then yeah, a couple of quick goals soon after that as well. So they really did turn it on suddenly. Joe Morgan making it 2-1, uh, and then it was Finn Haynes and uh, Sevier again. Uh, further goals in the final 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, really added some gloss to the scoreline, but a 4-1 win for, for Shepton uh, away at Liscard. Excellent stuff. Now, our last uh, match report from um, Saturday uh, comes from Tadley Kaliba. They were taking on Wincanton Town. Of our first division, of course, we should, mm. you know, we should make clear. Now, Tadley Kaliba are a football club that's based in Tadley in Hampshire. And the club's name of Kaliva comes from the nearby Roman town of Kaliva Atrabatum. Well, Wincanton went there, and um, I think they should probably rename themselves Tadley Cleaver because uh, Wincanton were well and truly at the races, weren't they, Tom? Absolutely. On Saturday, yeah, this was, uh, yeah. I, I think I put this down as the, yeah, the performance of the day. Uh, a 6 2 win for, for the Wasps uh, down there in Tadley. Uh, yeah, they were very. Re- Really dominant for, for quite quite long periods of this match. Uh, there were three goals ahead after just 26 minutes. Um, so yeah, starting like a house on fire. And it was Connor Williams. He was uh, he was the main man uh, during that period. He scored twice. Also got the assist for the other goal. So he was um, yeah, uh, a, a, well yeah, the the perfect uh, perfect start of the game for him. Put them three up. Uh, they did then concede twice uh, towards the end of the first half. Uh, to, to, well set up an entertaining second half, essentially. Uh, but from there, Wincanton really pushed on. Uh, Gary Chapman uh, putting them 4-2 up, uh, and then from then on, they didn't really look back. Uh, it meant, uh, well, Williams completing his treble, so he was obviously, as I say, the star man. Uh, and then it was Louis Owen came off the bench to add a sixth. And, uh, yeah, that's three wins on the spin for Wincanton. So, they've uh, yeah, they've started, started the season like a house on fire. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. Now, Tom, we will take a look into the first division and we'll kick things off at Bristol Telephones. They were against Longwell Green Sports. Now, Longwell Green had started this uh, this campaign in, in very good uh, very good order, but Telephones had other ideas on Saturday, didn't they? Yeah, they really did. And it was yeah, a little bit similar to Wincanton in that they really did shoot out the blocks. Um yeah, the phone's three goals up inside half an hour. So uh, yeah, they really, um, yeah, really impressed in the early stages of their game. 
and it was uh, Mason Davis who was the the, the standout performer. Uh, he scored a hat trick for the host in this one. So yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic result. And Mason was the main man there. Uh, Archie Dark also getting on the score sheet. And uh, yeah, Longwell Green, to be fair to them, did did show uh, signs of a, a potential fight back at the the beginning of the second half. Uh, Alex Grimshaw and Rob Belch reached scoring, uh, and that made it three two at the time. So they're only a goal behind uh, just just before the hour mark. But uh, yeah. The, the phones added a fourth and, uh, yeah, didn't look back and, and held on for the victory. But, uh, yeah, fantastic home result for them. Excellent stuff. Now, the next game is the game that I called out on last week's podcast as my game of the weekend in the First Division. Hallen, of course, who were relegated last season from the Hellenic League, taking on Brislington, who took the same fate voluntarily from our Premier Division. Both sides, I expect, to do well this season. The bragging rights, though, went to Brislington. It did on this occasion, yeah. There was uh, a second win uh, for them, so they've, uh, yeah, I think they're enjoying life a little bit more in the in the first division potentially. Uh, a good start. Uh, they overturned a pretty late deficit to, to beat Hallam two one in this one, uh, and it was Aaron Blakemore. He'd fired the home side ahead, uh, put Hallam one up, as I say, uh, and then ten minutes from time it was uh, Brislington's chance to, to get back on level terms, and they took that. Jordan Scadding firing home. Uh, to make it one apiece. Uh, and then, yeah, a couple of minutes later, uh, it was Josh Egan rolling the ball into an empty net and uh, putting Brislington 2-1 up, and they uh, they held on. So a good away win for them on, on Saturday afternoon. Well, on the subject of away wins, let's look at our next game. Odd down, Bath, of course, aside, another side that I thought would do well this season took on Titherington Rocks. New boys last season, but they've been around the block now, and it seems to have paid off because um, they took all three points on the day. They did, and it was uh, thanks to a couple of goals early in the second half, really, from Ethan Johnson uh, turning this tie in their favour. Uh, they did go ahead uh, through Joe Barnes pretty early on the rocks, uh, but they were then pegged back towards the end of the first half. Uh, Curtis Dunn curling home a, a, a pretty nice uh, set piece. I think I've seen that one on, on, on socials uh, this week. Uh, but then, as I say, yeah, Ethan Johnson scoring twice at the beginning of the second half, putting them 3-1 uh, up, the Rocks. And, uh, yeah, they, they did concede. Uh, Jake Thomas heading home a pretty late consolation. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Rocks uh, holding on for a 3-2 win. So, uh, well done to Tiverinton. Absolutely. And um, one of the managers that we got to know last season, uh, one of the new managers we got to know last season was, of course, Jake Edwards. And it was great to get in touch with Jake um, early on this season. And I started off my conversation with Jake by asking him whether that game was as close as the scoreline suggests. Yes, yes, no, really, really close. If anything, to be fair, we, we probably didn't hold down a disservice. I think they, they had plenty of chances during the game. Um, we probably didn't deserve to win the game, but we probably, earned, we, you know, we earned the right to win the game. So, um, no credit to hold down. I thought they did really, really well, but we were fortunate to come away with the three points. Because I felt going into this season that Odd Down were one of the sides I thought would do very well. They impressed me last season. They've got a very good, very, very strong side. I mean, what did you make of them on Saturday? I thought they were strong, really, really strong. They played some really good football. Um, I thought they played more better, better football this season than they probably did last season. Um, and they, they were really strong against us, unfortunately. They just couldn't find the back of the net, obviously, as many times as we did. But they, they created loads of chances and some really good chances during the game. So I think they'll be fine this season. Um, I think, obviously, once they get some of their players back from holiday or injuries and stuff then, and get some of that depth on the bench, I think they'll be yeah back up there again. Because it's not been the easiest of starts for you. And I mean, I'm conscious we're still in very early August. So to sort of talk about the start of the season now some, does feel um, somewhat premature. You've played two games before 
uh, the odd down game, you, you'd lost both of them. So I guess that was an, ad, an, ad, an added dimension of the importance of that win. Yes, no, 100%. We, you know, we went into the last two games probably really gutted. We didn't, we haven't come away with a, you know a point or at least three across the first two games. Um, so to obviously again to get three against Old Down was obviously much needed. But the performance against Old Down defensively was was strong. We probably played some better football in our first two games. So, but it's not sometimes the way football works. You know, you, you play really well and you lose games, and you don't play so well and you end up winning the game. So. It was good to get the three points under the belt and just hopefully that can help us kick on, get some players back off holiday, back from some injuries. We've got two lads out with broken arm or broken wrist. Um, so hopefully once they're back in again, we can start kicking on and get some more points. I've noticed that obviously that's three games consecutively now away from home. I mean, does that play a, a role in, you know, in your form? Are you eager to get back to playing at Hardwick Field? Because we because of the way that we've had to do it with the league, um, to try you know, some home ground development stuff. We've got, you know, eight away and then eight at home. Is there anything I actually think that helps us? I think playing eight away on the bounce and then playing eight at home on the bounce helps us because you just get that a bit of form and consistency of you're either gonna play away loads or you're gonna play at home. Our home form last season wasn't the best either, so playing away is definitely always a little bit better, but I think got having eight games in the in September and October I think it'd be good for us to hopefully get some wins back at home and try and make it a little bit more of a fortress for people to come to. So how did you find um, pre-season this time round? So yes, yeah, so it was my first first proper season as as, as manager pre-season-wise, so it was good to get some games and bounce and play some higher opposition than we did last season, and it was good to kind of have the, the control to be able to you know, pick, pick the opponents. So AFC Tottenham was, was a good one for them coming down to us, and that got a few fans on the day, which is always nice. Um, but you know, it was pre-season for us was a struggle because you've obviously got people away and it's really hard to, to manage and understand where you're at with your team. And I think that nothing actually really beats the, the importance of three points on a Saturday. And I think that adds another 20% of players' effort levels. So um, pre-season, I don't really take too much away from it, really. What about uh, on the playing side of things? I mean, have you been able to keep you know most of your squad from last season together, or have you been able to add a few um, bodies? We've definitely been able to add a few, which has been really, really nice. We have lost one or two. Unfortunately, we lost Bailey Croom to to Cribs, um, which is obviously a shame since he was our our top goal scorer. But when you put a performance in like he did last season, you know, in a team especially in the bottom half, then he deserves all the all the credit to go elsewhere and. You know, take some. You know, go and get some better, better team, and hopefully, obviously, do really well with them. And then we've lost one or two others to, to other teams in the league. So, but obviously, you know, that comes down to location and that sort of stuff, which is fair enough. But then we've also gained a few, and, and the boys that have come in have stepped up, done what they needed to do, and have fitted in quite nicely. Just uh, obviously a few more weeks of them about how I like to play and how we need to be in possession and out of possession. I think once they start betting in, we'll, we'll be a strong force. So I suppose this is the million-dollar question, Jake. I mean, what are your ambitions going into this season? First, most is about being staying in, staying in and being a Western League club. That's always the most important one. I think once you can, once you guarantee that, then you can start looking at the table. I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to go in and say I want, I want promotion or I want top ten because, you know, you get to December and if you've got, if you've got six injuries, then quite quickly your, your um, ambitions change. So for me, just Western League football to start with and. Hopefully, if we speak again towards the end of the season, I can give you a better prediction. What does the news that the the league's 
structure is going to change next season mean to a club like Titherington Rocks? Because I guess from you know from the journey that you've been on, you know, if we were to say, look, even a top four finish in the first division this season could mean promotion, could mean, um, you know, going into the Western League Premier Division. Does the restructuring for the Step 5 League above where you are at the moment, you know, meaning that the travel is limited in a way that it isn't at the moment, is that an incentive to a club like yours to sort of progress and, and, and for you perhaps to be a bit more ambitious than financially you might be able to be, you know, under the current regime? Yeah, I think obviously, you know, from a financial um, position, I mean, like we don't, you know, we don't pay anything or anything like to our players personally, so it makes that hard when you're obviously trying to tell lads, let's go and travel two hours on a Saturday to wherever we need to go to. Now, obviously, it's not too bad for us in Div One, but obviously, if you go up to the the Prem Division, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't be able to compete because you wouldn't get the the bunch of lads that want to go and do the travelling, which is more than fair enough, especially because we're North Bristol. Obviously, we're you know we're more northern than some of the Hellenic Bristol teams that are in the in the Hellenic League. So, trying to get lads to come maybe from North Bristol, Gloucester way, and then obviously when you've got the Southern Bristol lads to go to you know, odd down Bath, maybe Longwell Green, Hengrove. You know, you're in a pool of players, which is really hard to compete with. So, I think the West, I think restructuring probably helps us and makes things a little bit more attractive. We're maybe trying to attract players that come more towards from Thornbury and Gloucesterway. That then that might help us. You know, get get another um, bunch of catchment area of players where maybe other teams can't take from us. So, looking back at the football, you're next in action on the 20th of August. Uh, you're away again. You're away at Oldland um, Old Abertonians. That's going to be a tricky game for you, isn't it? Yes, always is. It was it was tough at that place last time. I think we lost 4-1 on memory, and I think then we beat them 4-1 or 4-2, and they came back to us. So, you know, it's quite even across the across the score lines across both you know both games, but looking at their ground development alone, I think it's, it's brilliant for a football club like that because that can really kick them onto the to the next gear really and you know they, they they started fairly strong I believe they've got a win and a draw so you know you go into a place where at the moment there's, there's, there's confidence in that team so hopefully you know we're coming off the back of a win and we have got a little bit of time to, to recover which is nice I think we've got the best part of 14 days from obviously our last game to, to when Oldland is so good time to recover a bit of rest and hopefully we'll have fresh legs and hopefully I hope that you know their boys are a little bit tired well if your boys are rested by then then they're going to be absolutely shattered I'm sure by the time they have to go to Wing Canton on the 23rd of August I mean um, you know in terms of expectation you know the expectation is very heavily on Wing Canton they did very well last season they've got a big reputation in the first division and your boys are really going to have to be at the races if you're going to get anything out of that game yeah, pressure's on them. Pressure's all on them. It's, you know, for us, it's, it's the, there's no pressure on us. We go to Wincanton and we manage to, to, you know, take a point or take all three points. Then brilliant. If they get three, you know, that, that, that's expected on them. You know, size of their club and where they finished last season, and you know, with the structure that they've got, then you know, they they should be looking at top three finish again this season. So pressure's on them. And you know, all we've got to go and do is give them a good game of football, and hopefully the fans enjoy it, and we go and take all three points. It's it's a great test for you though, isn't it, and your team early in the season? Because as, as you say, quite rightly, you know the pressure is on them. Really, it's not on you. But I mean, anything you can take from that game, you know, that's going to give you a huge amount of um, confidence going into well the next, you know, uh, going into September. 
Yeah, so 100%. I think that we, you know, we've, we've set ourselves a little points tally that we want by the end of August. Whilst we know that we've got players away, you know, other teams have got players away. So, you know, for us, we're hoping that maybe Wing Canada have got a player or two away that week. But I'm sure that we will as well. So, for me, it's about, you know, if you, if you start August really strong, you set up September quite nicely. And then actually, you know, for the players that might be looking to go elsewhere, they don't want to go anywhere because they're part of a team that's doing well. And you've got players who might not be getting in teams higher, like, you know, for, um, in other teams above us. They might go, do you know what? This team's doing quite well, so why don't we go and try and get in there? So for me, it's just about can we be competitive as we can be during this this period of injuries and, and players on holiday? And can we just make enough points to to keep us surviving? And I think the way that we play football, you know, that, that that's attracted some players from other teams from last season, which is nice. Um, and just the management staff that, that I've got, I've been really, really lucky with the experience I've got behind me to kind of look after me, really. I've got a really good committee and some really good management staff that look after me and let me do what I need to do. So credit to them as well. Now, I think that's a really important point, Jake. And of course, you know, this time last season when we were chatting, um, you were the new boys in the Western League. You've had that opportunity to get a full season. I think we were all relieved that we managed to get a full season under our belts. Um, um, for the first time in a while but um, I mean given you know when you look back on that when you uh, you know think about that sort of you know your first season in the Western League First Division what what advice would you give to the likes of Shirehampton and Nowsey and Tickenham you know I mean it's a long old season isn't it and um, you know there aren't many easy games I think it would be fair to say in the Western League No no easy games at all I, I used to think it was a cliche if I'm being honest Ian but um, you know I looked at Holmansbury and um, Portishead last season. I think we had in the last two games of the season, and or last three out of two out of three games at least. And I remember thinking, right, there's six points that we can take off those two because of the form that we had just before just before that. And then, but you know, both teams beat us three nil or, or one nil, and I think that that kind of was a little bit of an eye opener. Don't take anything for uh, or for granted, really. Um, and equally, it works when you're going to you know places like Wincanton or. Warminster when they were obviously up the top end of the table last season, you go and try and give them a good game. So, well, my tips to the obviously the new boys this season is just that they've got to go and give every game, got to go and give every game what everything they've got, and don't just because someone's at the top end of the table, don't think it's going to be the hardest game, and don't think that someone at the bottom end of the table is going to be the easiest game either. You know, we drew two two with Devizes who, at that point, were hardly picking up points anywhere. So, and we drew two two because. They played really well and we weren't so good on the day so just go and play a team and you can only play what's in front of you and if you win great if you draw it's alright if you lose don't worry because next week you've got another chance for the cherry really I think that's a very important point it's wonderful always to get an opportunity to talk about how good devices are but I will have to say actually to your credit I watched you away at Radstock Town and um, I, th- I mean, I know you lost on the day, but I thought you were very, very, you put in a very good performance. So uh, that does just go to show that, you know, Radstock were a side that finished in the playoff positions. Um, so that really does just prove that, yes, you know, Devizes, even Devizes had their day last season, but so did Titherington Rocks. Yes, no, we did. We did. And, and to be honest, um, Ian, I thought credit to the boys that you were with us last season that it wasn't easy at times when we couldn't, you know, we couldn't get points. No love, no money, really. Come off the back of six games, not getting a win, and I think we went on a little run just after January, where um, where we went and picked up some points to kind of guarantee safety around that time, really. And you know, hopefully, the boys that come in this season kind of buy into what we're trying to create, and you know, ultimately, is to win games. But you've got to create a culture where the boys want to play for each other, and 
and want to go and win games, which you'd like to think that was the, the easy part. But I'm sure if he speaks to the other manager, managers in this league, availability is an issue of left, right and centre. So it's about creating the culture where you want them to come training, you want them to come and play matches for you on a Saturday and ultimately go and pick up three points. And my thanks to Jake for his time. Now, one final game to review in the uh, in the first division is Oldland Abertonians against Bishops Lydiard. Of course, Bishops Lydiard struggled last season. It wasn't the best season, but they did remain with us in the uh, in the Tool Station Western League. Oldland Abertonians. I've got a sneaking suspicion that they're going to be quite a handy outfit this season, Tom. And um, they certainly took all three points from this game. Yeah, they did. This one looked like it was going to, towards a stalemate. To fair. It was goalless for, for for much of the afternoon. Uh, but yeah, Oldland, um, yeah, pinching pinch the points at the end. So a good good home win for them. It was debutant Courtney Charles. Uh, he was influential in the goal. Uh, played the ball across and it was Stefan Lee who uh, tucked the ball home, uh, applied the finishing touch, I say. And uh, yeah, it was a good good result for Oldland. A 1-0 win for them at home to, to Bishop Lydia on Saturday. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Now, we will take a look ahead, won't we, to the fixtures um, coming up on um, Saturday, the 13th of August. But before I ask Tom for his game of the round, Tom did allude to the fact that we've got a bit of FA Cup extra preliminary round replay action going on um, in the week. And it's um, it's well, it's, it's scheduled to take place on Tuesday, the 9th of August. So, by the time you've listened to this, the games will probably have happened. But just just to clarify who's involved there, we've got Ilfra Coombe against Sherbourne Town, Mangotsfield take on Cabri Heath, Millbrook against Torpoint Athletic and Mousel take on Barnstable. Those games taking place on Tuesday, the 9th of August. Uh, one game you might not have heard about before you listen to the podcast is, well, we talked about on last week's podcast, Friday Night Football. How do you feel about Thursday night football? Radstock Town take on Hallen. That's a 7.45 kickoff. And um, let's hope they get a decent crowd up there at Southfield's Recreation Ground. But the real meat and drink is all about Saturday the 13th of August. And we are back to Western League football. We'll kick off in the Premier Division. Tom, what's your game of the round? I've gone for Buckland versus Saltash. So uh, obviously looking at the table on, on Monday afternoon as we are. We've got fourth versus sixth. Yeah, obviously teams have only played a couple of fixtures or so, so it's not it's a little bit early to be looking at tables, but just sort of getting an early gauge, obviously. Uh, but yeah, two sides who I think, um, yeah, top half finishes is is yeah very very likely. And uh, yeah, they meet on Saturday afternoon. Buckland coming off the uh, the back of a fantastic cup result, obviously. Um, so yeah, home home game for them against Saltash. So uh, yeah, looking uh, looking ahead to that, think it will be a, a decent clash. Well, my attention is drawn towards Shepton Mallet. Shepton Mallet are at home to Barnstable Town. Shepton and Barnstable have got up to good starts this season. Uh, but I think the fact that the Somerset side are at home to Barnstable could prove a real stern test for our league newcomers. Uh, if they can get anything from that game, it will be a real statement of intent. Shepton have started brightly and the longer that they can keep going, I think the more of a promotion push they will um, um, they will be able to deliver so yes Shepton Mallet against Barnstable Town that's the uh, that's the fi- that's the fixture that's caught my eye in the Premier Division and what about in the First Division Tom what game have you got there a plump for uh, Brislington sorry Brislington uh, <laughs> obviously uh, a good win for them on, on Saturday channeling uh, your inner Craig David there <laughs> I am a little bit <laughs> and they take on Bishop Sutton which is what you can see why I kind of read that one a bit funny 
uh, Brisington versus Bishopson, uh, Saturday, 3 p.m., uh, 6th versus 7th. Uh, so, again, two sides that have started uh, pretty promisingly. And, uh, yeah, I think it will yeah, be, a decent, be, be a decent tussle. Excellent stuff. My um, attention is drawn to Wells City against Wincanton Town. Um, both sides aren't a million miles apart, so um, you've always got the added um, um, uh, tension of, um, of a, you know, of, of two sides that are going to be quite close together, and of course drawing on the same player pools and everything that that means. But um, Well City impressed me last season. I think they're going to go really well this season. The fact that they're at home um, delivers a greater test uh, for Wincanton Town, but it's a test that I think they're equal to because I think there's an awful lot about them. Um, so, yeah, Well City against Wincanton Town. I think that'll be a really good game in our uh, first division. Tom, thank you ever so much, as always, uh, for um, joining us on the podcast. And, of course, it wouldn't be the podcast if we didn't have an opportunity to reflect on the bulletin that you've put forward, the bulletin that, uh, of course, we've been reviewing today. For those people who don't know where it is, um, can you tell us where they can find it? Yeah, of course. So uh, the bulletin is on the uh, official tour station uh, Western League uh, webpage, and uh, yeah, if you go to the, uh, there's a tab along the top that takes you to the most recent um, documents, and also there is a yeah, I think it's about halfway down the homepage as well. Uh, you can also find it there along with the uh, the the images and and where the podcast sits as well. So that's all on the uh, Tour Station Western League homepage. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Tom, again for your time, and listeners, I look forward to joining you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.